from the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans. With Xfinity, you'll enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. How you doing? Leslie Marshall joining you via live remote broadcast from sunny and getting hotter by the minute, Southern California, here in Los Angeles. This is your show of, for, and by you, the people. And in this hour, we have a guest coming to us. As a matter of fact, we're waiting for him. We've got him. He's one of the people. He's here now? Yep, we have him. Okay, great. Um, he's going to be joining us uh, now because we got a lot to talk about. And without further ado, we're going to bring him right on. Michael Lusikoff has been with us a number of times. You know him. You know his great work as an investigative journalist and correspondent currently for Yahoo News. Michael, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a very busy day, not just in the news world, but in a story that you're working on, connected to so many stories that are becoming quite confusing uh, for the American public. Good afternoon, and thank you for being with us today. Uh, yeah, well, good to be with you, as always. Always have you, Michael. There are people that are listening that are very confused. Let's bring some people up to speed. And that starts with Sally Yates. Sally Yates was supposed to and willing to and had offered to testify before Congress. We are hearing that Devin Nunes uh, just closed down any possibility of her doing that today. Yet earlier at the press briefing, Secretary Sean Spicer said the White House is not stopping any such testimony. What are the facts? Well, it is true that the hearing at which Sally Yates was supposed to testify today uh, did not happen. Um, and Nunes has not uh, explained exactly why. Uh, clearly, uh, Sally Yates' testimony would not have been favorable to the White House. Uh, nor would, uh, most likely, uh, some of the other witnesses, John Brennan, the CIA director, former CIA director under President Obama, or uh, DNI uh, director uh, James Clapper. Now, 
um, uh, the specific uh, allegation about Yates relates to this correspondence that the Washington Post reported on, in which the Justice Department said they couldn't give her, Sally Yates, uh, clearance to talk because some of our conversations with the White House and the White House Counsel's Office uh, would be uh, covered by privilege uh, that belongs to the White House, so that Sally Yates's lawyer would have to go to the White House uh, to get permission to violate the privilege if, or to determine if the White House wanted to invoke the privilege. Now, what Spicer said is the White House is not invoking privilege on it, and he pointed to the correspondence in which, in the end, in which it ends from Yates's letter, saying, if, you have any, uh, if we don't hear from you, I assume we can testify, and the White House did not respond. So Spicer's saying that lack of response means that the White House was not invoking privilege. I have to say, you know, Spicer has now locked the White House in on this, that it's not going to invoke privilege. So there really isn't any reason for uh, either the House or the Senate not to call Sally Yates at this point. It didn't happen today, but if they call her next week uh, or, you know, in two weeks or three weeks, um, this will be, um, they, they will not be in a position, you would think, given Spicer's comments, to invoke privilege. Let's talk about Mr. Nunes. There's a lot going on with regard to Mr. Nunes, including meeting with an alleged source, uh, almost a clandestine matter in the middle of the mm -hmm. night on white grounds, so that people understand why, if there's nothing to hide and if he isn't complicit in something to hide, is there all this secrecy? And how does this normally play out? My understanding is he has information, even a witness that he would bring uh, forth to uh, the Oversight Committee, and he wouldn't be having people like Congressman Schiff, you know, uh, you know, on national television and certainly on Twitter and elsewhere saying, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I mean, look, Nunes is, uh, some of his behavior here is, is just baffling. Um, and, you know, basic things which he could have done to avoid all this controversy, such as inviting Adam Schiff, who's uh, the ranking Democrat on the committee, down to the White House with him to look at whatever these documents are that he has said he's seen. That clearly would have um, uh, done much to avoid what we've, uh, you know, the, the mess this has turned into. Why Nunes has not done that, I don't know. Um, it is also not clear what Nunes has seen. It's not clear what conversations we're talking about. We're not clear. It's not clear who gave them to him. Um, you know, there are so many unanswered questions here but they have clearly um, uh, uh, undermined the committee's investigation to the point where the Democrats now are calling for Nunes to recuse himself. Um, the Republicans, Nunes, and looks like Paul Ryan, the Speaker, have dug in. They're sticking with him. So the net result may be a completely compromised um, committee investigation. Well, you know, 
when Jeff Sessions, prior to recusing himself, not just Democrats, Republicans came forward, and I think the best thing for the Attorney General to do would be to recuse himself, which, you know, he did, and quite frankly, pretty quickly uh, thereafter, there were calls for such a recusal. In this, this time, we're seeing Republicans defend uh, Nunes, and I'm just scratching my head because I think this recusal war is even more not just by Democrats, by Republicans in the best interest of the American people, if for no other reason that Devin Nunes was part of the campaign team, the transition team. And we do know for a fact uh, that the uh, FBI has been, um, you know, looking into certain people, part of the campaign and transition team of Donald Trump and his campaign. Um, well, I, I my only, uh, 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 you know, my only caveat to that is, um, we don't know. There's a lot we don't know for a fact here, and that's what's one of the frustrating parts of this uh, whole investigation. Clearly, uh, James Comey, uh, the director of the FBI, has said there's an ongoing FBI counterintelligence investigation began last July that includes examining whether there were improper contacts between the Trump campaign and the um, and the Russian government or operatives for the Russian government. Uh, that should be taken very seriously. The FBI does not begin these investigations willy-nilly. But that said, um, you know, we have a lot of theories about what, made it, what might have happened. We have a lot of um, circumstantial evidence, but we still haven't seen it. We don't know precisely what communications we are talking about here. We don't know who was engaging, who from the Trump campaign was talking to who in the Russian government. We have, you know, uh, uh, we have we, we have allegations to that effect. Uh, we know the FBI is looking at the issue seriously, but, uh, you know, I think we should still be a little cautious about where this is going to go, and given the, the, the mess that the House Intelligence Committee is in at this point. Um, it's very hard to imagine that they're going to be the body that uh, uncovers all this. Now, the Senate may be another, you know, maybe another matter, but uh, the House uh, uh, probe is clearly in big trouble. Uh, and I would agree with you there. And there are people, even on the right, who even Trump supporters, majority of Americans polls show, uh, want to get to the bottom if they want the facts, they want the truth, if there is a connection, if there isn't a connection. A lot of people uh, desiring an independent, uh, you know, nonpartisan, independent investigation because they just don't trust Republicans to do this. And I don't, I don't think that that lack of trust, I think that lack of trust is very warranted, especially with this mess, you know, coming out of the uh, current administration and those that should be, uh, in a sense, on, on top of this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Marshall from Yahoo News, investigative journalist, reporter, correspondent, 
brilliant man, does great research and uh, investigative reporting. Michael Luzikoff joins us. Michael, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Oh, well, good to be back. <laughs> Michael, before the, before the break, I was asking, based on uh, polls of the will of the and desire of the American people to get to the bottom of this, do you think because it's just such a mess right now that uh, this will end up going into an independent uh, investigation with an independent counsel, independent prosecutor? You know, look, um, uh, that is very tough uh, uh, at this point. First of all, for independent in, uh, investigation, either a joint congressional joint inquiry or uh, uh, an independent commission, as the Democrats have called for, I don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, it would take, uh, you know, the Republicans, Mitch McConnell in the Senate and Paul Ryan in the House going along with that. Um, uh, you'd have to pass some kind of revolution or for an independent commission uh, uh, legislation. And absent something really changing, shaking things up, like hard evidence of what the Democrats are suggesting here, I can't see uh, uh, Ryan or, or McConnell going along with that. Um, they've both made it clear they want the, the existing committees to do this investigation, um, and I, they're not moving. As for a special prosecutor, independent counsel uh, of some kind, that's going to be up to Rod Rosenstein. He gets confirmed as Deputy Attorney General since Sessions is recused. Um, I don't know. You look at the regs and uh, for uh, creation of one, and you need a specific, credible uh, evidence uh, that a federal crime has been committed. And I'm not sure we've passed that threshold yet. Nobody's identified precisely what the statutory violation is here yet. Until we get that, you are not going to get a uh, independent counsel. And even if we did, I'm not sure that's something that the public um, uh, and certainly we in the media should want, should want because independent counsel investigations are very narrowly focused on statutory violations of the law. They're covered by grand jury secrecy, so the public never sees what the testimony is, never hears what it is until, until or unless criminal charges are brought. And those criminal charges may only be a small slice of the huge matter being investigated here, which is the Russian interference in our election. Um, you know, some people have argued that an independent counsel would be the worst possible resolution of this if the goal is to get all the facts before the American public. Somebody who's very well respected by Republicans, former vice president when uh, George W. was president, Dick Cheney, um, has said that, uh, you know, the, you know, Russians have meddled into our, in, in our elections. And he, you know, alleged that this was an act of war. Can you speak to that? Well, I look, I thought that was a pretty uh, um, eyebrow-raising comment from Dick Cheney. He's clearly not playing, uh, singing from the Trump songbook here, um, and active war. I mean, look, uh, Cheney is a guy who likes to go to war, so, you know, maybe he wants to go to war with Russia. I don't know. I don't know what, what he's uh, responding to, but um, uh, it, it was pretty striking, and if anything, uh, it shows the, the, the split within the Republican Party, because that's not so, anything that it helps uh, Donald Trump at this point.
Uber liberals, uh, you know, uh, you know, Keith Olbermann would be, you know, one example perhaps. The word treason keeps being floated around. Um, this is pretty much wishful thinking at this point from those on the far left, is it not? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, while clearly this is an extremely serious matter, and with Russians, you know, the, you know, meddling in our elections by a foreign power is something we haven't seen before. It's uh, extraordinary. It requires, you know, full disclosure to the American public about what happened here. Um, but like I said, there's still so much murkiness to this story. There's still so much that's just we don't know, and we can we can speculate all we want, and we can draw all the sort of very uh, incriminating kind of relationships that uh, a lot of people are drawing, but that still doesn't get you to specifically, specifically, what are we talking about? Who communicated with whom to do what? Was there some sort of agreement between somebody in the Trump campaign and somebody in Moscow uh, about this interference in our election? If so, who made the agreement? What was the nature of it? And nobody has been able to answer those questions. And and, uh, um, and even yeah. and even though I certainly even though I certainly hope that Trump would follow as a result of all that, uh, if those questions are answered in the way those on the grassy knoll think it will right now, it may be everyone around him and not Trump. Last question quickly: Jared Kushner's son-in-law married to Ivanka, daughter of the president. Um, he had a relationship and a meeting, it would seem, uh, with a Russian bank, and willing to answer questions about that. Yeah, well, the, uh, let's hope he does that in public session so we can finally hear him talk and, uh, and take the measure of the man, uh, and we'll see what he has to say. Michael, thank you for being with us and giving us your time today. I know okay. how busy you are and uh, with all this information, and, and thank you. You and the others at Yahoo do a fantastic job. Uh, thank sure. you. Michael Iskoff. He is investigative uh, journalist, investigative reporter, correspondent uh, with Yahoo News. Uh, we will uh, be uh, posting all the contact information. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall uh, to see that and all of the links there. Coming up, we're going to take a break. And after the break, we're going to take your phone call. So get in line now. 8886-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Tweet, as I said, follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Just a few questions for you to get in line now. One. Is there going to be a there there, or are we, like Sean Spicer and many on the right, digging for nothing? Is there going to be a Trump-Russia connection? 8886-LESLIE. Would Republicans, even if there's a connection, vow to impeach? 8886-LESLIE. Do you feel that at the end of the day, maybe everyone will tumble but not Trump, and people will not be willing to flip on him? He's known to be mean to people who cross him. 888 leslie 888-653-7543 is the number. Do you think there was a deal cut between someone in the Trump administration, maybe Trump himself, and Russia to get him elected as president? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Does Evan Nunes need to recuse himself and more? We're going to talk about it after this break here on The Only True Democracy and Talk Radio. Call me now, 888-LESLIE.
Leslie Marshall. Real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Hey there, and we're back in studio. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio. I want to get to the calls, but I have a lot of questions. I want you to fill up the phone lines now and talk to me about this. Because this involves us. This involves our political process. This involves our freedom. This involves our democracy. This involves our election. This involves our trust and certainly our tax dollars. If there are, If there is to be an independent investigation, if there ends up being an impeachment and... You know, we we want the facts, and it's really hard because the president lies, the press secretary lies, some members of the press lie, or not, you know, if you saw the or heard any of the uh, press conference with Sean Spicer earlier, you you just can't, you, you know, Sean Spicer doesn't answer questions. I mean, he's making jokes about Russian salad dressing. So I'm going to ask you, one, do you, like the majority of the American people, according to the polls, want to get to the bottom of this Trump Russia thing. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Two. Do you think there's something to it? Or do you think there's a lot of conspiracy theorists and media that are ruffling their feathers and fluffing things up and it's all going to be for naught? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Or do you say, you know what? At first I thought maybe there was some grassy knoll standing there, but now you got a lot of these people being questioned and a lot of connections and dot Michael Flynn. Paul Manafort, Stone, Roger Stone, Carter, Sally Yates coming forward, a dossier written by Steele. I mean, the list goes on. Is there going to be a there there? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6537-5443. Any predictions? Here's my prediction. I don't mean to let you down. I'm a liberal, a progressive, a Democrat, very anti-Trump, voted for and supported Hillary Rodden Clinton strongly. And I have to say, that I believe that somebody cut a deal with Russia. And as stupid as Donald Trump may be sometimes, I don't think he was smart enough to be the guy saying that at the table. And I think the people around him will fall. But do you ever notice that people like Donald Trump, they don't fall and they have a way to spin it and they have a way to get out of it? Or do you say, no, Leslie, there won't be any way to get out of this one this time if some of our suspicions are true? 8886 Leslie, 8886 Can or should Nunes recuse himself, Devin Nunes? And will he? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Let's go to the calls. We go to John in Asheville, North Carolina to start it out. John, good afternoon. Hello, John. Hey. Um, I have been following the Russian connection from the get-go, and I would love to see the truth. However, I don't think we're ever going to get to it. I think there are too many obstructions. There are too many vested interests, too many people that don't want the truth to come out. I also think that uh, it's turning out to be a distraction from real issues that are, are going on right now, including what happened today with the executive orders on our environment. Um, Ultimately, I would like to see Trump do what he said about Obamacare. I'd like to see him self-implode. I think the administration has already proven to be ineffectual. They're becoming their own joke. And I just say, let's let the joke be on them. I do not want to see him impeach because I think Pence is far more uh, pernicious and dangerous if he were president. Those are my thoughts. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that, John, in Asheville, North Carolina. Keep in mind, when we finish with the call, your cue to call through. Pick up the phone and join us. Going next to Joe in Tucson, Arizona. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. 
Joe, you with us? Joe in Tucson? Joe, you there? Well, let's put him uh, back on uh, hold, uh, Marky Mark, because I just got into the studio for some reason. Um, our connection on IM, I, I'm, it's not connecting. Um, okay, let's go to Daniel in Arcata, California then. Hey, Daniel, how you doing? Good afternoon. Hi, Daniel. That's his phone hanging up. Joel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. How you doing, buddy? Joel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Huh. There's something. Uh, okay, somebody. Uh, uh, okay, it's a phone issue on your end, not a phone issue uh, on my end. Uh, yeah, but for some reason, it's not letting me uh, connect here to our little screen that tells me the callers. And uh <laughs> It's telling me I'm signing on too soon. Can you believe that? Try again later. Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, a lot is coming out, right? Uh, Sean Spicer, as you heard from Michael Lisikoff, Sean Spicer basically is not, you know, has, has set the White House up, if you think about it, to have to stand aside and, you know, not block the way for Sally Yates to testify uh, before Congress. You know, another thing, I like transparency, and I'm sure many of you do, but do we want and do we need, do we want and do we need all of this to be publicly um, aired uh, on television? 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. I'm sorry, uh, Mark, who did you say? Uh, oh, Joel in Santa Fe is with us. Hey, Joel, good afternoon. Hello, Leslie. How are you? Good. How you doing, Joel? I'm fine. I think this is really simple. Tax returns, tax returns, tax returns. Okay, but do you you really think, okay, and I'm, I'm not trying to be that, you know, uh, that naysayer, you know, and rain on your parade. You know, I'm a staunch liberal progressive Democrat. I do think there's something there there. But I don't think that there there would be shown in the tax returns because I it's, it's not even about Trump. Whoever prepares them wouldn't be stupid enough to put any kind of money coming from Russia there, right? That depends on the preparer. And if he's unwilling to share his tax returns, maybe not. I, I don't think – I just think looking at Donald Trump and his narcissistic personality, I think he doesn't want people to know – he didn't make as much money as he claims, and he didn't pay taxes ever, perhaps, or, you know, paid taxes just a couple of years in his lifetime, and, and maybe violated some tax law. I don't think it'll have, I don't think it'll link anything to Russia, but I agree with you. Let's put it all out there, and if I had nothing to hide, that's exactly what I would do. Well, yes, and every other president prior has done it for us. There's no reason that he shouldn't. The financial ties are probably the issue because that's what lives his life and world around. So to me, without them, there's no way to know for sure. Okay. Do you think that um, regardless of, or even if the tax returns are released, tax returns are released, do you think that's going to be the smoking gun? And then what happens? You have Republicans in charge in the White House, in the Senate, and in the House. That's the case right now, and without that information, how are we going to know? So if, if the tax returns are released, even if there isn't much, there will be more evidence to work off of. Okay. Anything else you want to say on this matter? I'm just disgusted. 
Um, it, it's scary to live in a country that's no longer a democracy, as it seems. So thank you for letting me speak, and all I can say is tax returns, tax returns, tax returns. All right. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Let's go back to Joe in Tucson, Arizona. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. And, uh, yeah, I guess I just wanted to chime in with the uh, the massive risk potential of this becoming the Democrats' Benghazi. And the documenting of the horse race, it's here. Documenting the outrage. Like, there's not, not a weirder candidate on this uh, earth than Donald Trump. There, he's, he's horrifying, and you, just, you can't count the ways. But we can count the 2,600 uh, counties across this country. Uh, there's 3,300, roughly. And he won 2,600 of them, and they, they're giving him a passing grade when he's a horrifying walking example. One thing you didn't ask is, what are the Democratic reforms? There is a onslaught of Republican activity that's going on right now, and the Democrats are just laying there naked and void in Russia, 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 and there's not a cognitive – they're not even acknowledging the identity crisis that they are massively in. And all that PR money that never made it to the grassroots Democrats is it hasn't served us well and we've got like we're not pausing and reflecting on ourselves we're we're you know documenting how horrifying donald trump is and it is so i've got a real issue with that what do you think well you know i have to say that one of the things that concerns me is you know i see these people show up at town look look uh, protesting making phone calls showing up at town halls um and, you know, this has made a difference. I mean, when you have Republicans tweeting, look, I had 1,400 phone calls to vote against the, afford, you know, repealing and replacing Obamacare. I had four uh, voting for. I got to vote no. Got to vote with the constituency. When the people use their power, we can see how powerful it is. And that's to hold our elected officials, whether Democrat or Republican, uh, to hold their feet to the fire. Here's one of the problems that I have as a Democrat. We talk a good game. We get all excited. And we do really good tailgate parties. But that's not the game. The game is played on the field. And in the political game, that's showing up to vote. In the last election, Democrats didn't show up to vote in the numbers they had before. Millennials didn't. African Americans didn't. Women didn't. And that's a reality. Oh, people can argue. Maybe we had a lousy candidate. Should have gone to Wisconsin. And, of course, we had, we don't know how much, Russian meddling. Although my understanding is my research that the FBI said that the Russians did not hack into the electoral voting machines in key states. And they listed, you know, four or five states. So they're, regardless of what we find out from this, it may not be that the outcome of the election would have been any different. Of course, uh, I don't know. This is all uh, a lot of speculation at this point. But, it, you know, the Democrats need to unite and need to be clear and not just what their party is, but what the the people who are not with Trump want. Because there are many people out there who want the Democrats to do something who are anti-Trump but don't call themselves Democrats. People that are very pro-Bernie, people that even were Gary Johnson or Jill Stein, uh, Reform or Green Party folks. And if the the Democrats don't uh, unite and prioritize what the people want, this is all for naught. Absolutely. And if the pe- and if the people 
don't show up to vote, this is all for naught. Like I said, in the general election, numbers low. Midterms, Democrats historically sit on our ass and stay home. And by the way, here in Los Angeles where I live, we just had a mayoral race and some other seats and, and, and some other uh, provisions, ballot uh, you know, provisions. Lowest, lowest turnout in the history of the city of Los Angeles. And this is after hundreds of thousands are marching in this, whether they're, you know, they marched after hundreds of thousands marched after Trump won and continued to march, uh, uh, mar- marched, uh, you know, with the women's march, you know, it's lovely. Oh God, we throw a great party, but that that's not going to win at the end of the day. And, and so that, that needs to be on both ends, the politicians representing us, the money, uh, and using our tax dollars in, in the best interest, to your point. And then, of course, at the end of the day, the voters holding them on the left to task to defeat those who they want to hold to task on the right. Thank thank you for the call. Let's go to Paul, who's also in Santa Fe. Paul, good afternoon. Paul in Santa Fe, give us a call back. Let's go to Buena Park, California with Ignacio. Ignacio, good afternoon. Hey, Miss Leslie. How are you? Hey, Mr. Ignacio. How you doing? Please just call me Leslie. I'm doing Leslie. pretty good. This is an example of what happens when you fail to maintain the political machine. Everybody has just not done their civic duty, getting involved in their local, their county, and their state. And this is what happens. You have a machine that begins to fall apart. And this is a prime example. And I want to know where all the people are that are screaming bloody murder about doing things correctly. This guy has done so many things wrong out of protocol, everything is backwards, everything, and they're letting them get away with it. I mean, since when do you have someone from the committee that's in charge of security and everything else be able to do the things he's done, and nobody's screaming? I mean, this boy should have been knocked on his rear end and, and said, hey, you, go, you follow the rules, you know, but nobody's doing it. Nobody's holding anybody accountable, and that's just a lack of political maintenance. Um, I agree with you, and, and let me ask you, are Democrats trying to hold Trump and this process and this connection accountable, or is this a witch hunt? What, which, which, get your crystal ball out. What's your prediction, Ignacio? Well, no one's doing really much of anything. That's the problem. The Democrats are not really doing anything. Yeah, there are a few are screaming here and there, but in reality, are they really? Well, what do they? Wait, wait, what do they? Wait, what do they need to do? Because I agree. You know, we see Republicans do this all the time. You know, they stand up and you know they talk a good game, but then they vote opposite of what they were, you know, talking. And they they appear to be spineless. A lot of Democrats appear to be spineless as well. So, what do you think they need to do uh, in in order to really take action and in, in in order to uh, have a spine, if you will? They they need to actually call everybody that's breaking protocol. Number one, they need to call them out and say, look. This is what you did wrong. No one's doing this. Everyone's just. Well, wait, wait, wait. I would. I, come on. I, you don't think Congressman Adam Schiff, Senators, uh, Senator Schumer, and uh, House Minority Speaker Nancy Pelosi are, are doing that? And, Ma- and uh, Maxine Waters. You don't think that those four are? I mean, I, I see them every day on television well, and Twitter. How many Democrats are in, in, in the in the in the House? Four. Only four have spoken up. Uh, that's you a good. That's a good point. So you you want to see more voices? Uh, you want to you want to see, see them? The Democrats uh, raise their voices in unison. You have to. You have to. It's the only way things are going to get done. If you just let a couple people speak for you, nothing's going to get done. And that's where we see the process in the last twenty years gone down the line. How many people go out and vote? Talk to ten people. One person out of ten vote. One person may maybe maybe out of ten maybe go to a city council meeting. Maybe. Maybe pay attention to the state politics. Maybe. 
it, it's so ridiculous. So you're asking one person to do the job of everybody. I ran for city council once uh, over in the city of Rialto. And the problem I found is that people are lazy. Oh, I agree with you there. I agree with you. I agree. They are lazy, Ignacio. Ignacio, I'm sorry you ran and didn't win. Uh, Run again. (laughs) Run again. Ignacio, thank you for the call, sir. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Uh, Marky Mark, when we come back, more Talk Media News will be joining us live from our nation's capital. Don't go away. So we see Patrick Gavin live from our nation's capital with talk media news. Patrick, lots to talk about with the failure of the repeal, replace Affordable Care Act. Uh, Donald Trump now looks to two areas, infrastructure, which he hopes he can work with and get Democratic support on, as well as tax reform. That's right, which is kind of a, an interesting strategy. On the one hand, it sort of makes sense. Tax reform is something that Democrats certainly don't want to do, but infrastructure is something that they do want to do. So it could be a kind of clever way of bringing Democratic votes to something that they wouldn't normally vote for. But there, you know, there are a number of things about it that are both, I think, a little bit odd and also risky. I mean, one, as you just mentioned, after the failure of health care reform, you might want to argue that you don't want to complicate things up even more than uh, than they already are by sort of mixing these kind of, you know, apples and and oranges types of legislation. Uh, But I think, too, the the other thing is not only is that tax reform hard, but I think that one of the big reasons that Trump is looking to do this is that, you know, I think he thinks he needs, and probably correctly, needs a victory, and infrastructure is sort of a big, flashy, potentially bipartisan uh, uh, subject and bill that could get Democrats on board. And it's also, I think, a fairly damning indictment of, maybe the state of the Republican Party in terms of uh, Trump's support there, uh, to the point that he's now actually looking more towards Democratic votes than, you know, than uh, having any confidence whatsoever in his own party to pass these types of things. But, you know, it's going to be tough. We obviously have the looming government shutdown coming up. Um, so on the one hand, this might be a, we, we might look back in, let's say, 60 days and say this was a brilliant piece of political uh, strategy, uh, or it could be sort of failure number two uh, in terms of big legislative proposals for Trump. It looks to me, and although I disagree with you, Patrick, as a Democrat, Democrats want tax reform. They want to close some of those corporate tax loopholes, but they just don't agree the reformation, you know, is the path that the president most likely is going to put forth. Yeah, but true, speaking right. but speaking of more from the Democrats, the Republicans have like a three-way split when it comes to tax reform within the party. So he may deal with the Freedom Caucus times three with tax reform just with the Republicans, you know, regardless of how Democrats vote and whether Democrats come to the table and, and work with him on this or not. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, and sort of to your point, I mean, the um, the one thing about the health care reform that was, I think, very, very damning, I mean, because you can confuse Americans, I mean, anybody, uh, on health care reform, but the whole notion that um, health care executives, you know, multi-multi-millionaires were getting actually a tax break in that plan was a very, you know, uh, talking point-friendly, damning piece of evidence that even a lot of Republicans had a hard time defending on talk shows. And if this tax reform uh, by Trump sort of has a similar type of strategy, meaning the kind of program, the kind of uh, hierarchy in which, you know, the rich get a tax cut uh, maybe exorbitantly. So, you know, there are a lot of Republicans now who I think are still having a hard time uh, selling that to their constituents. I mean, I think maybe 20 years ago they could get away with it, but it's just a harder sell nowadays, I think, because even Republicans uh, and some of the Democrats see how the economic disparities in this country are so pronounced. So it's going to be tough if that's the kind of tax reform that gets that gets proposed. And just in a minute or less, uh, talk to us about uh, Gorsuch. 
Uh, Senator Gorsuch's uh, path to uh, nomination, is, I, I do still think is likely. He certainly has 50-plus votes, but the question is, does he have that 60-plus filibuster-proof majority? That's looking less and less likely. There's about 20 Democratic senators now who do support blocking Neil Gorsuch. Uh, that doesn't mean he won't get in. But it does raise the specter of whether or not Mitch McConnell will raise the quote-unquote nuclear option, which would just allow 50 votes. Absolutely. Thank you, Patrick Gavin. Talk Media News. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts, comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse! Tired of overpriced lunches that under-deliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.